Episode 141 of the Bevan James Hours Show. Are you willing to sacrifice short term? Radio team, welcome along to episode 141 of the Bevan James Oz Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime of fitness so that you can get all the benefits that go alongside it. It's a beautiful day here in Christchurch. I'm actually, I'm home alone. My lovely wife has gone down to Queenstown to help look after her nieces uh, in the school holidays, which means I'm home alone and um, I love my wife and I love her company and it's funny how... Um, how when there's somebody in your life who you're quite close to and they kind of go away for a little bit, how much you really realise how much they bring to your life. Not that I didn't know that anyway, but um, I'm, I'm, poor, I'm feeling lonely, team. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling lonely. I'm sure I'll survive, but you know, I'm just you know, I have to cope with this week. My wife's so lovely. I was telling my class this morning. Um, she's gone away for a week and uh, she's cooked my dinners for every night this week. So basically, my meals for the night for the week are done. I didn't ask her to do this. I'm quite capable of doing some cooking, but she just wants to look after her hubby. And so she cooked my dinners for the night. And uh, and I joked to her because I'm about to I'm going to um, overseas next week. And I joked to her that I don't think she's going to be getting weeks worth of cooked meals when I go away. So I'm a very very lucky man. There's something about company, isn't there? And it's funny. I was. I was thinking about um, if I wasn't with my wife, um, and I, I would definitely have to lead a life where I put a lot more people in because um, this company is such an important part of the human experience. Uh, there's a really great documentary or kind of a food show that Joe and I watch on Netflix. It's called Everybody Loves, no, Somebody Feed Phil. But it's from the director or the showrunner. So I think a showrunner in TV terms is the person who starts a show so kind of the, the driving force behind the show they tend to be the one who makes most of the money other than the main stars um and a guy called phil rosen rosenfall i think it is rosenfall something like that um he is the guy who started everyone loves raymond and he has a show on netflix called somebody feed phil and it's kind of a documentary style show where he goes to different countries around the world and really embraces the food from each of the different cultures but it's a beautiful show and the reason I find it really attractive is um, he's a bit of a character. He plays the kind of the corny character. So he's, he's kind of comical. Um, but the, what he really promotes is food and connection and people. And uh, and he just he's a real believer in, um, in humanity, I suppose. And it's to me, that's the thing I love about watching the show. It's that ultimately what he's creating is humanity. And, and it's funny when you think about fitness professionals like um my most rewarding moments as a coach with my runners well there's lots of rewarding moments but when i'm really really proud of what we do is it's those human moments you know like there's there's real nice individual moments when you guide somebody towards achieving a goal but when you see someone just having a laugh with their friend around exercise or um supporting somebody or just these really beautiful human moments and you know it's one thing that we should be all chasing more of chasing and creating more of in our own and others lives these kind of 
deep human connections is something we all thrive for. And so I'm not quite sure how I got to talking about this today, but it's something that's on my mind and that's how this show sometimes work. The main gist of today's show is based around kind of two subjects. I kind of, I haven't got enough for a whole show, so I kind of thought I've got two subjects that I might kind of just talk about a little bit here. I have an interview lined up, but I couldn't get them on for this week, so it should be in the next show. So um, that will be coming up in the next show. But uh, yeah, I've got two concepts which I kind of like kind of like and maybe a little bit out there so we'll see how we go but before we get into the main gist of today's show I just want to say a big thank you to all the patrons of the show and I'm going to name a few here Wendy Rockstar Schaefer we've got Louisa the Kitchen Queen Crosby uh, we've got Ella Boom Boom Pow Green we've got Darren the Dangerous Busain Busain we've got Sarah the Oracle Hill we've got Scott ACDC Young and David the Unstoppable Storm Hale these are all people who are patrons of the show and really support me in what I'm doing. And if you don't know what a patron is, it's somebody who donates a little bit of money each time I release the show, and it just helps me doing what I'm doing. Actually, I'm just looking at the names here, and I've got Josh Truger Ellis, and I was coaching up on the hills on the weekend, and I, Josh was up there running in the hills, and he was telling me he's doing... I think he's done a half marathon. Maybe he's doing his first half marathon this weekend, so good luck with that, Josh. Anyway, uh, that's that's uh, so big up with Patreon. Go to bevanjamesisles.com. It's all very obvious on the main webpage. Just go to Patreon link and it just goes from there. So it's bevanjamesisles.com. And when you become a patron, you get your own nickname based on uh, whatever I come up with. So, so hopefully that works for you. I'm sure whatever nickname you get, you would love. Anyway, let's get into the main gist of today's show. I remember a while ago, um, somebody else I know who's a kind of a fitness professional uh, was trying to sell something, some weight loss thing, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were just trying to sell something on the internet, and um, and they did it in a way which is pretty typical around weight loss or fitness products, fitness and weight loss, you know, like if, if I were to ask to you to describe to me how most weight loss and fitness products tend to be sold... Um, I'm sure you could pretty much come up with a template that most people are using. Now, this seems to be a pretty stock standard formula that seems to, must, it must work because that's what people are using. Like if it wasn't working, I can't imagine many people would use it. And he was doing a Facebook ad or something like that. And I remember reading through the comments in his ad and um, someone was quite critical of some of his imagery. I think it was something like, you know, bikini body for summer or something like that, you know, something along those lines. Um, and someone was quite critical of his advertising, kind of saying, you know, surely you should aim to be, I don't know, maybe it was the, the, the kind of way of portraying it was that he was being a bit shallow in the way he was marketing. And, and it was really interesting because he actually didn't, he didn't really take the back foot. He kind of put the front foot forward and said, well, actually, I've tried so many other ways to market. I've tried ways to market where it hasn't been about, you know, imagery or six-pack abs or it hasn't been about, you know, bikini bodies. I've tried to market in ways which has been around promoting health and stuff like that, and I could never sell. I could never sell. I just couldn't sell. And so over time, I've learned that if I want to help people, I actually have to sell in a way which is kind of this way that I'm selling right now. 
And um, it was it was quite an interesting discussion that kind of flew on from that because here was this guy who, and, and I had actually seen some of his earlier marketing. So I had seen him try to kind of market around this way um, that was about health and stuff like that. And, and and I did see his transition into this kind of bikini body kind of marketing. And I, I, have to admit, I was kind of a little bit disappointed because I was like, well, mate, if you're doing health stuff, but obviously the health stuff just wasn't selling. And so when we think about this as an it's a kind of thing to reflect upon. Ultimately, what he's doing is the way he shifted his marketing is reflective of what the market tells him they want to see. So he tried to sell health. He couldn't sell anything. He tries to sell bikini body, and that's what tends to work for his products. Now, the problem with this is, is well, I suppose if we take a step back, so what are the things that get sold around health and fitness? What are the things? Okay, bikini body is a really good example, isn't it? When we think about it, you know, especially if you think of the Instagram, jeez, man, I, I, a young girl at the gym, a lovely girl called Abby, she's on Instagram, and oh, I do Instagram, but I'm not, I don't go, I probably go on it once a week, um, and, I, and my feeds kind of just tends to be my friends, let's just see what I'm up to, but she's kind of a reflective of a young generation on Instagram, and the visual image they are sold of what they should be in the world is all very much about image and in a slightly concerning way I have to admit because it's kind of uh, very sexualized um, not, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be sexualized but if that's the only thing that you the only way you see yourself is betraying yourself I think that's maybe a bigger problem but anyway um, when we think of the ways people sell so so things are the perfect body you know, so and, and let's be honest, it often is quite sexualized right now, particularly for younger people. But then again, if you look at like a Weight Watchers or a Jenny Craig, it is more just kind of promote a health look there. But there's definitely a look that gets pushed forward. And one of the other things that really gets promoted is the speed of change. So one of the things that really gets promoted in helping people lose weight is the speed of change. Now, there's some other areas that also get promoted, but this is the one I really want to focus on today. I want to kind of narrow in on this idea of the speed of change. So what tends to happen is, and again, if we think about the ad as reflective of what the customers want, it's a really interesting thing when we think about the speed of change. So what ultimately people want is they want fast change. And let's be honest, on top of fast change, probably the easiest way is possible. So People have, let's say you're overweight, let's say you're 20 kg overweight, I'm just throwing that number out there. You're 20 kg overweight and you really, you know, you want to to lose that 20 kg. So the way you go about doing it is based again on, if if advertising is reflective of the way the market tries to, to, to act, you obviously want to hit that change as fast as possible and as easy as possible. And hence, when we look at the internet for weight loss or fitness products, what do people sell us? Fast, easy solution. Seven-minute abs. <laughs> uh, or I saw work out there, like two-minute core. Oh, no, it wasn't even two-minute core. Whatever it was. <laughs> it's fast, it's easy. That's what they're selling to you. Fast and easy. So if we say this is the case, what's the cost of things being done in a fast and easy way? Well, if we look at most people who struggle with their weight, most people, and this is a kind of a generalization, but most people tend to stay in the same weight range for most of their life. 
um, people who are overweight tend to stay it's pretty similar to where they are and uh, and and most people have most of these people have tried some kind of solution so they've probably tried the fast and easy way but the fast and easy way hasn't worked so what's the cost of having a solution that you think is going to be fast and easy which is appealing when I'm in that moment of struggle well the cost is often you're, you're signing up to a plan that's going to fail you're signing up to a plan that's going to fail. Now, you might get there in the short term, but in the long term, you you may not get there. And let's be honest, when we look at people who tend to diet, they do tend to have a bit of a yo-yo. Now, I, I know that's very generalized, but you know, the, 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 the dieter tends to be a person who will lose some weight, put some weight on, lose some weight, put some weight on. So when we think about the cost of a short-term solution with where it's fast and easy, Ultimately what you're doing is you're not really focused on sustainable long-term growth. And let's be honest, if we kind of take that fast and easy approach to another level, there's no, you know, like we think of things like some of the extreme diets out there or some of the extreme exercise regimes, um, they're, they're not designed, they can't be sustainable. Like, I mean, there's a gym in my town right now and they do they do like a, an eight-week challenge and um, 10% of the people get there. And then 80, 90% of the people who do it don't get there and ultimately it just makes them feel like a failure and this gym's really good at showing the 10% and that's kind of what you do isn't it? you show your stars and but the problem is it it's just too hard you know it's a fast and easy solution to lose 10 kg really quickly but you basically have to starve yourself for 10 weeks and then you've got to exercise extremely hard for that time and after the 10 weeks is that sustainable so no. So when we choose fast and easy, often what we're choosing is a solution that's not sustainable in the long term. So when I'm choosing that, what I'm ultimately doing is saying, I'm choosing to really not create sustainable change. And I wonder I wonder if people who do sign up for these things do actually know that deep down that that it's not a really good strategy. Maybe you don't. I'm, I'm just kind of just thinking about this as I'm talking right now. I wonder if they deep down know. Maybe they're maybe they're so desperate they do know, but they just need something. So maybe they, I don't know. I'm not, who am I to judge? I don't know the situation. Um, but anyway, so so one thing I really want to try to kind of bring out today is this kind of the idea of what's the cost of having short term easy solutions to trying to create long term problems. What's the cost of having short-term, easy solutions to trying to fix change that is more of a long-term problem? And, and the one thing I want to challenge you on, and if I'm, if, if I'm talking to you today, if you know what I mean, like if, you, if it's kind of makes sense to you today, um, one thing I'd really love you to encourage you to do is to be the person who sacrifices short-term. To be the person who sacrifices. I've read a book recently called Hyper Focus. It's kind of this book about focus, how do you be more focused, and um, some good little tidbits in there. And one of the things I really liked about it was um, when we choose to go on the internet, we, have, we, we want to think of it as though websites are bidding for our time that our time is precious. And so if I'm going to spend time even just kind of browsing the internet in downtime, what websites actually are going to add value to that time? You know, because we can have a day where we're just kind of on social media all day and 
ultimately it's pretty dissatisfying. Or, you know, you might give yourself half an hour, jump on the net, and you might go to a site where you read something about something you're really passionate about, and it might open up your thinking, or it might open up possibilities. So it's this kind of idea of, I'm going to defend my focus, and I'm going to actually look at the world in a way that says, are you, are you, what, is the bid you're putting towards me worth it? And when I think about my challenge to those who are listening today who really realize that maybe thinking easy and fast is maybe it hasn't worked out for me. And look at your history. What's your history telling? If you've always looked for that short, fast solution, um, maybe it's time that you um, realize, well, at least if it hasn't worked, if it's worked, well, good on you but if it hasn't worked maybe it's time you think about a different way and one thing I want to really promote is this idea of make it your job to sacrifice the short term and the easy solution so like bidding for your focus a part of your job in creating long-term success is to realize when the temptation is actually not working for you so when you go on the internet and you do see the bikini abs and you know that you know that's not going to be fit for you, that you don't let that actually bid for your time and actually end up taking your time because it's just not the way that's going to happen. So then that's, that's kind of my second point is to shift your mindset towards I'm not going to sacrifice long-term solutions around sustainable change from the temptation of short-term easy answers. I'm not going to do that. So kind of my first point is be aware of short-term easy answers that historically may have shown you that they don't work. Now, if you have found answers that are short-term and have worked, well, by all means, they're great. And it might be a part of a sustainable change where you explore a little bit of that. But fundamentally, when we think about long-term changes, it often takes a bit of time to get there. It's interesting, I'm thinking about, although I've thought about this for a while, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I'd love to do a behavior change weight loss product. A behavior change weight loss product um, where I don't even really tell you what to eat. I might give you some pretty basic guidelines. You're like, you know, eat mainly real food, um, you know, just some, you know, reduce sugars. I'm not someone who says, I don't, I'm not going to give the diet such an open book, but, um, you know, I'd probably give you five or six pretty broad guidelines, um, a little bit about portion, a little bit about what you're eating, a little bit, about, you know, these types of things. Um, but the fundamental course would be about behavior change. Now the thing about this course to me is if I were to design that course, it wouldn't be a six to eight week course. I would think it needs to be a year, a year, probably a year, maybe even longer. I would love to design a weight loss product around behavior change that would literally take a year. And how would I approach this? Well, the first thing I'd do is, as always, I'd get you to do an assessment. So I need, you know, I know people hate food diaries, but one of the greatest tools we can use in our life is awareness. And awareness is helps us change. Because until we have great awareness around where we currently are, nothing ever changes. When we seek awareness and we see awareness, we can start to see where we can change and how we need to change. And that's why a food diary is a great tool. Now, a client I was working with recently who was really bad with money, we got them budgeting. And man, they have turned their life around around money. Like this is a person who never had any savings, you know, in their 40s, never had any savings, anything like that. Last six months is absolutely killing it. And the reason is we got them doing a budget. And once they started doing a budget, they had great awareness, they made great change and, you know, Six months later, they've got savings in the bank. They've gone on holiday first time ever without a credit card. You know, all these really great things. So if I were to create a long-term sustainable for weight loss, 
first thing I do is, okay, where are you at? And then the second thing I'd probably do is I'd say, you need to accept this is not a short-term solution. So you need to accept I ain't going to give you six-pack abs in six weeks. I'm going to give you a long-term assess and grow and use great tools approach to creating incremental change that's sustainable in the long term. And as I, you know, and I haven't put a huge amount of thought into a product like this, but I kind of think that I'd almost start once once we get to the practical side of it, and there'd be a lot of kind of um, planning beforehand, and, and you know, how do you get your world to support your environments and all that kind of stuff. But when, when we got into the practical side of it, I'd literally, in my mind, now I haven't, again, I'm just kind of thinking my feet here, but in my mind, I would say, okay, let's work on breakfast. And I want to spend a month working on breakfast. Okay, so and, and 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 I don't even really care what's happening outside of breakfast, you know. Like I'm just gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna learn what what a great breakfast period is for you. So we'd spend a lot of time just you know figuring out what the right foods are, what the right portions are, and each day you've just got one one part of your day you're really trying to nail. Now, after a month, do you imagine if you put really good attention into your breakfast? And figured out the right levels and all the rest of it. Do you think you'd be really good at your breakfasts? If that was just your only job for a month. And then you might say, okay, well, well breakfast may be an easy one, Bev. So you might be thinking right now, well, Bev, yes, sure, breakfast is easy. What about when it's late at night and I go to Temptation Island and I grab the chips and I grab the Coke and I grab the, you know, the chocolate and those types of things? Well, then we'd go into that area and we'd go, okay, well, let's work on late at night. So, and I'm just thinking my feet of this product right now. The first area I do is probably a win area. So I probably would go for a breakfast because I want you to have an experience of success. And I probably wouldn't even go to a harder area second. I'd probably go to a second area, like a lunch, which is probably a bit easier than the temptation time. And then I might spend a month on a lunch. So after two months, you know how to master a breakfast and a lunch. Now then in month three, I might say, okay, well, now you, you know, you, this pattern is starting to understand. You're kind of getting how it works. Let's choose a more challenging area. Let's choose temptation time, which for you, for example, might be eight o'clock at night. And we'd really start to, to divulge into this. Why does temptation island happen? Okay, well, it's because I'm probably fatigued. Um, it might be an emotional thing. It might be because my partner said, you know, they like a bit of temptation as well. It might be um, because I haven't actually planned my dinner. So we'd start to spend a lot of time trying to figure this out. Well, what's happening at this time? What are strategies we can use? Okay, well, one thing I do with some of my clients is I really struggle with temptation at night as I get to have a nap when they get home from work. I tell you what, if you want to get rid of temptation, have a nap when you get home from work. Seriously, go home before you do anything else. Just go down and lie down for 15, 20 minutes. Guarantee, temptation goes away, you'll eat healthier, it's amazing how much that works. But basically what we do is we spend a month working on that, that time, that temptation time. Now, do you think, and when then the next month we might do um, learning to get out the door, like if I think of my 5k running product, the one that I do online, my 5k dream, um, my 5k dream, in the first week of my 5k dream, all I get people to do is to learn how to get out the door for exercise. It's all I get them to do. It's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not 
worried about running fast. I'm not worried about they actually don't do any running, but and they have to just get out door and do whatever's right for them. And the reason I do this is because I'm trying to build a sustainable habit. A part of a sustainable habit around exercise is the ability to get out the door to do exercise. So if I'm not building that piece of the puzzle, I'm setting my people up to fail. So when I designed my 5K dream, I actually, um, I actually made sure that I built that foundation. But you can see if a product like this existed, the, 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 the things I'd have to fight against would be you jumping on the scales every day and getting emotional because you haven't lost weight today. Or wanting fast change easily. Because let's be honest, to work on that temptation time for a month, it takes some effort, doesn't it? It takes a lot of effort to get that done. But if you were to do that, if you were just to focus on one period of... Actually, it's really interesting. I've got a client I'm working with right now um, and uh, wants to lose some weight and struggling with weight and kind of always has struggled with weight. And... Um, fundamentally does pretty well most of the time but it turns out two o'clock in the afternoon is the time they suck at and uh, they've got a very demanding job they've got an assistant who who thinks it's a good idea to offer sweets at that time because they know that my my client needs to lift me up so the, the assistant who is well intended and actually really a great assistant comes and says oh do you want some do you want some sugar right now well not sugar but here's some lollies get, get into these to get through the day and so we really we really said okay well how do you win two o'clock like, how do you win two o'clock? Let's spend the next month learning about this. And so we kind of said, first of all, come back, go away. Tell me what's happening around two o'clock. So they came back and they said, okay, well, what's happening at two o'clock is, um, A, I'm really tired. It's late in the day. Um, I've had a busy day. So I'm, I'm kind of mentally fatigued at that time. B, I, I, I tend not to have food choices around. So I haven't prepared a healthy option. Um, so when it comes to food, I'll just look for options at work like it might be a vending machine or something like that so you know this is what's happening uh see i'm a bit emotionally weak at this time uh d my staff has learned to try and lift me up by the use of sugar so we spent time learning this stuff and then we said okay well how are you going to start to win two o'clock what's what's going to be the strategy to win two o'clock and over the last period of time we're, we're learning tools we're learning philosophies we're learning strategies like for example they went to their assistant and they said i love that you know and understand where i need to pick me up but in the future what i want you to do is say come for a 10 minute walk with me now you can see how going for a 10 minute walk for me is a much healthier option than here's some lollies to get you through the day both of them kind of achieve the same thing, a bit of a refresh, a bit of a recharge, but both of them have a completely different health outcome. But you can see how just spending a bit of time focusing on this person's two o'clock, what we're doing is we're learning how to be have sustainable change in that time in their life. It's just as a side note, one strategy we talked about with, uh, with this person in my last session with them, uh, the M&M strategy. And the M&M strategy started, it comes from an interview I did years ago on the show with the guy who wrote The End of Overeating. And, uh, and one thing he talked about in, um, in the, the interview I did with him is he was saying, if you're sitting in a room, just two people, 
and someone comes and puts a bowl of M&Ms in front of you, it kind of ruins their conversation. Because suddenly temptation is put right in front of us. And most of us in that, that time are going to eat some of the M&Ms. And, and some of us are going to eat a lot of the M&Ms. And so one of the things I worked with my client here is, okay, well, the M&M strategy represents when you see the M&Ms being put on your table, your job is to remove the need to have the negotiation. So instead of thinking, oh, I don't have the M&Ms, don't have the M&Ms, grab the M&Ms, Take them back into the next room, come back in and go back to the conversation. It's just a little strategy that, you know, that, and it's working really well with this person. So it's just a little strategy I want to share with you here. But you can see how working with this two o'clock thing, this kind of, this two o'clock strategy, that over time my client is going to learn how to win two o'clock. They're going to put good strategies in place, they're going to practice strategies, they're going to tweak them, they're going to create more awareness, and eventually... Two o'clock isn't going to be a problem in their day. And I know this works because I've had clients who have had periods of their life where they really struggle. And I don't mean periods as in like months, I mean like times of days and certain weeks. Uh, and I, one client I know really struggles on a Sunday for some reason. And so we worked on a Sunday. I had a client who really struggled in social situations, like when they go out, um, being around lots of food's a real struggle to them. And so we worked on how do you win the social? And the great thing is with all of these clients, when we spend a good amount of time nutting down and really just kind of working on one area and then learning, reflecting and growing, that area dissolves. The, the stress around that area dissolves and eventually they know how to win that area. So going back to my master plan or my master plan, my, my, my weight loss product that I've never done and probably will never do, I don't think I could sell it. I really don't. I don't think I could sell it. Why? Because if I were to say to people, it's going to take you a year, and it, you know, you, you you will lose a little bit of weight, but ultimately, it's probably two, three years where you're going to actually sit in this weight loss, and you have to do it for a long time. I can't compete with the bikini body. Why? Because people are looking for short and easy solutions, short-term easy solutions. But you can see how. Short-term easy solutions tend not to work. And if you were to spend time doing kind of something around the framework I just talked about there. Now, again, this is just, I've just kind of talked off my head. I haven't really spent time and energy developing a product here. But if I, if I were to have created a product like that, and you were to spend a year going through it, do you think you would have a much more chance of sustainable change that you can maintain for the long term? So you're not the yo-yo person who's the person who puts on some weight, goes on a diet, loses it, but ends up putting on weight. You're actually someone who loses weight and can lose it for a long time. Now to me, and this is probably the key message of today, is the thing that works against this is the temptation of the short and easy. So kind of actually like the M&N strategy I just shared to you before, what I want you to start to think about in your own life is... Well, first of all, what's my goal? And to me, the goal should always be long-term sustainable change. It's funny, I was talking earlier before about before the show about humanity and how I, I know I'm doing a good job when I see humanity. One of the other things I know I'm doing a good job with is when someone who's been in contact with my world who wasn't exercising um, is exercising and has sustainable exercise in their life. And I was driving home from, I don't know, the other day I was driving home, and uh, I live on a hill in Christchurch, and I'm driving home, and I see two ladies running, having a good laugh of each other, going for a run, and, um, you know, 
it was kind of beautiful. It was exercise and humanity. It was good friends having a laugh together. And the closer I got to them, I realized these were two ladies who joined my running group maybe two or three years ago who had never exercised in their life. They joined my, my running group and had never exercised in their whole entire life. And these were ladies like in their 50s, you know, like, you know, never exercised in your 50s. And they spent, I think they spent about a year with us. They went through 5K, 10K and did a half marathon. But two years down the track, they're exercising. They have created a sustainable habit in their life. And they've done greater things with it because they're having that human aspect with it, the social, fun, all this good stuff with it, engagement, all of those good things. The reason we're able to help that person be successful is we're able to let them learn and win their battles slowly. Like, we, we didn't promise you're going to have sustainable exercise in eight weeks. We said, if you stay with us for a while, you're going to learn how to have exercise in your life. And then eventually, you won't even need us. And with this person, that's exactly what happened, or these, these two ladies. And to me, that's why the goal needs to be sustainable change. Because if I say to myself, my goal is to have sustainable change in this area, then when I see the gym who's trying to sell me six weeks for 20 kgs, you know, I know it's not going to help me. I know it's a short and easy solution, which often fails anyway, to a problem that needs a lot more thought, needs a lot more effort, and needs a lot more time. I'm much better to have an approach that says, no, I want sustainable change, and to use maybe some of the techniques I've talked about today, but to really approach it in a long-term change. And one thing I will say is, it's hard because we want fast results. Like if we're on a weight loss kind of journey, people will jump on those scales every day and they want to see the weight go down. And, and weight loss journeys aren't like that especially sustainable ones, especially if you went on my one-year plan. Like the, the thing is, it would be hard for me to sell because you probably wouldn't lose that much weight in your first month. But if you'd done six or seven of those blocks, you know, your breakfast, your lunch, your exercise, your, your temptation time, after six or seven of those and you've got them to a point where you don't even think about them, I guarantee weight loss would happen. It's just you need a long-term approach. So today's show is really challenging you to think about Avoiding short and easy, seeing where it's happening, and then not being somebody who who encourages the market to provide that to us. Because imagine if there was a world where the idea that I had today, this kind of one year to weight loss through behavior change, where it's going to be a slow journey and it's almost like a snowball. At first, it, you're not really going to see any results. <laughs> you're not going to see any results for the first three months. But then after a period of six months, when you've got a few of these pixel puzzles in place, you're going to see results. And then, and then after a year, you're going to have the result you want. And then after three years, you're going to be in that result all the time. It's a hard thing to sell. It's a hard thing to sell because people want quick and easy. Don't be that person. Be the person who gives yourself the time, the energy, the thinking, the mentors, the the expectation. And it's a big one, the expectation. Like again, like I was saying when I was getting all hyped up then, you know, if you did my method, you probably wouldn't get results in the first month. But if you trusted the long term, you know it's going to come. And it's not just going to come, it's going to be sustainable. So, are you willing to sacrifice the short term to have an approach that is 
more likely to be successful in the long term, more likely to be sustainable in the long term, and get you to the place where ultimately you want to be in a way that's almost effortless because that's how you roll. If you do, because that's how I wrap things up here, I'm sure you'll be a higher version of yourself. Radio guys, so hopefully you got something out of that. Um, yeah, I didn't end up going to the other subject. I'll maybe do that as another show in the future. Uh, it's about growth, so I'll go into that next. My next episode, I've actually got an interview coming up with a fitness professional from the UK. So I'll be looking forward to having a bit of yarn to them. But um, just just really look at that. You know, like you know, you know, I use the M M&M and M analogy. You know, I, I love this idea of. Um, concepts that help me work better in the world. Like one of the concepts which seems to work a lot of my clients is this one called Six T-Shirt Policy. I and mean, the Six T-Shirt Policy comes from my mate, Sean of the Porno. Sean of the Porno has this policy of um, he only ever owns six T-Shirts. It might be six, it might be a few more, but he basically has this policy of I only have six T-Shirts in my life. Um, and so if he if he buys a new T-Shirt, he has to get rid of an old T-Shirt. And it's such a good policy because it's basically, it's really it's saying as I make a choice, I, I have to have a bit of awareness around what um, some sacrifice, what I have to sacrifice to have this choice. And so well, for a lot of some of my clients, I use the six T-shirt policy around time management. You know, a lot of people are good at saying yes to too much and they end up with 50 T-shirts in their life and just stress and disorder and, and you know all, all that comes alongside that. And so the six T-shirt policy says, okay, well, if I say yes to this, I've got to say no to something else. And it's a really good tool to put into your life. And you can see the M&M strategy, the one I talked about before in the show. The M&M strategy is to say, when temptation presents itself to me, is there a way that I just remove the need to have the negotiation? So when the M&Ms get put on the table in front of me, I just remove them. I just get up, put the M&Ms outside. Like a really great thing is when you're out for a restaurant, if you know the meal's a bit big, as soon as you finish, grab the waiter and say, oh, can you clean my food, please? Because if the food sits in front of you, what are you going to do? You're going to pick, you're going to eat some more of the food. Um, so, you know, these are good little strategies around stuff like that. But this whole idea in the today's show, this kind of, are you willing to sacrifice the short term? You know, when you see the short term solution present itself, part of your job is to go, oh, that's just going to make me fail. That's just going to make me fail. And if anything, it can be a reinforcing thing. I'm going for a lot more long term sustainable approach. Now, you have to do the work for the long-term sustainable as well, but it's definitely worth thinking about. So hopefully there's something there in that for you. Um, you know, one thing I never do promote, and I talked about it on the show, and actually um, I'm going to give you a discount. So um, my 5K dream, my 5K dream is my 5K running program. And when I say it's my 5K running program, like I have a running groups in my local cities, but um, this is an online course that gets you running 5Ks. Um, and it's not just... An app. It's not just a. Um, yeah, it's, it's not just an app. It's not just a program. Like most, you know, Couch to Five, all those things are just an app. This is like full on noise, man. Like when I designed this program, I, first of all, I spent I spent like six months creating. We spent thousands. I think we spent oh, thousands on it. Um, we spent thousands on it because I wanted to make a product that was pretty amazing. And the way the product works is there is a program. There's a 5K program. There's actually a couple options. It's a walk-run program. But there's strength work in it. And so each, I, I give you strength videos of me taking you, this is me, Bevan here, I'm, t- I'm taking you through these video, um, workouts. 
um, there's um, there's a technique video. So first in the first week, I teach you strength technique. Then I have circuits that you do throughout. Then there's the walk, run, there's stretching, there's a yoga video, there's a woman's needs video, there's a what you need. Uh, there's a beginner runner's technique video in there. So I actually teach you what beginner runners need because when I designed my 5K dream, like in my own local running business, if I'm a fast runner, what you need around technique is completely different to what a beginner needs. And I've learned in working with, you know, we've trained over 4,000 beginners to run 5Ks. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but in working with beginners, we realize their technique needs are completely different. So I've created like a 40-minute technique video that teaches you everything you need to know about that. So there's all these kind of training aspects to it. But the real value to my 5K dream, and, and the value in, in the training side of it is pretty full on, but the real value is each week you have a mentoring session with me. Now, it's automated. I, I, it's not live, but it's what I've done before. And basically... Each week, you have like a 20-minute to 40-minute sit-down session where you just watch a video from me, and I talk you through everything that you need to know about the following week. And it's awesome, because I've got a testimonial from a lady called uh, Danny, and she said, you know, the, the, everything on the training side is just over-delivers, but the real value is the mentoring session. And she said, the thing about what you did, Bev, was that it was almost like whenever something would pop up in my head, in the next mentoring session, you would address it. And that's what I've really thought about. So I do talk about the training, but I talk a lot about mind strategies. I talk a lot about everything that you need to do to be successful. Because we want you to be the hero. Like I want you to be the person who's gone, I ran 5K. Like I want you to be that person. I, 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 I love getting people exercising. And so in designing my 5K dream, that's what it's all about. It's all the training. It's the mentoring sessions. It's everything. Now normally I charge... 197 or three payments of 77 uh, for you to do my 5k dream but I'm going to offer a, a, an on the show discount and this is I'm going to leave it up for two weeks so you've got to get onto it pretty ASAP and the on the show discount is um, a one-off payment of 97 dollars or three payments of $37. Now, you do pay a little bit more for three payments. It's just the way it works. But one-off payment, 97 or three payments of 37 Now, if you go to the website, I'm just actually going to talk you through this right now. If you go to the website, my5kdream, so my www, and you might need to put www in front of it. I'm not sure. I'm going to actually, why don't I just go my5kdream, my5kdream.com. You're going to notice there's a, there's, a, there's a video of me up there. You can watch it if you want. It's just basically a sales pitch. <laughs> uh, but if you go down, you see everything you're going to get within the program. You see everything that says, see testimonials, frequently asked questions. You go to the payment, and when you click on the payment, it's going to ask for a discount code if you have a discount code. Now, the discount code I want you to put in to get the 50% off is BJE50. BJE, so B as in Bevan James Isles, 50, BJE, 50, to get the discount of my 5K dream. Now, I'm going to only leave this open for the next two weeks. I'm just going to, um, we've actually just changed our system. We've changed it over to a new system, so I kind of want to give it a trial, so that's why I'm doing this. So if you are a beginner, and it's designed for a beginner exerciser, someone who's maybe a little bit overweight, unfit, hasn't been training for a while, um, someone who internally struggles with exercise, it's a bit of a battle inside the head, um, don't necessarily feel good about yourself around exercise, a little bit lost with exercise, and, and ultimately have tried other things in the past and it hasn't worked, 
Well, that's that's who this is for. So if that sounds like it's for you, go to my5kdream.com. Discount code is BJE50, and that applies again just for the next two weeks. Uh, it's either one payment of ninety-seven or three payments of thirty-seven dollars. Um, yeah, I think you'll, you. I'm really proud of my five kdream to be honest. So I'm 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 not very good at self-promotion. It's not something I do that well, but. With this, I'm really happy to promote it because A, the feedback I get from people who do it, love it, um, and B, it gets results. And that's what this is all about. So you can check that out. That's enough about that. Um, you can go to bevanjamesowls.com if you want to be a patron. And once again, thank you to all the patrons. And I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks' time with an interview with a UK fitness professional.